Welcome back to the Make Account Podcast. I'm Marcus Meir, founder of Meir Group CPAs and the Total Control Accounting System. And I'm Tyler Warner, small business owner with a lot of accounting questions. In today's episode, we're talking about zero. Yeah. In a, in a different way than we've talked about it right. before, right? Yeah, I think we've kind of hinted around it a ton. Yeah. Obviously, if you I listen... I wouldn't say hinted. I mean, it's... <laughs> Danced around? No, not even <laughs> no. that. No. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, if you've listened long enough, you, you've kind of heard us talk about cloud accounting being the center of the total control accounting system to get you collaborative with your accountant, uh, to work with them in such a way that kind of propels your business getting organized. Mm-hmm. Um, but we haven't gone into, we've, we've been all around it, but we haven't gotten into like kind of nuts and bolts yeah. of zero, how it works, why we use it. Right. And so if you're a seasoned business owner, yeah. right. And been around for a while or not, you've probably heard of QuickBooks. You probably use QuickBooks unless you're in the ecosystem that, uh, you know, Mirror Group has set you up with. Um, but there's some skepticism of trying anything new. And so you're hitting people with, like, got to get on the cloud, yeah. got to get on this software I've, they've probably never heard of. And they've probably are thinking, oh, my gosh, okay, I've got to move payroll. I've got to move yeah. all my accounting, all all my old data. Right. You know, what all this different things. And so, like, little little dings start going off of, like, is this going to work? Does it do the same things? And so that's what I'm hoping this episode is, like, just yeah. puts everybody's mind at ease. Dispel the myths. Exactly. Right. Yeah. Yeah. No, the zero's mean, got what you need. Yeah, that, because we come across that a lot. Like you're saying, I, I never thought of it this way. But, okay, so if we're asking somebody to move from desktop to cloud, mm-hmm. kind of to your point of natural progression is, well, at least bring me to QuickBooks Online. Right. Yeah. I know know the brand name. Correct. Familiar. Yeah. Yeah. I know. And so, and it's so like ingrained in people's minds. I've heard people even say my QuickBooks file and it's not even QuickBooks. It's like the Kleenex kind of reference. Like they'll, they'll be in Peachtree or Sage. I think it is now. yeah. Yeah. And they'll be like, yeah, my QuickBooks file. I'm like, dude, you don't even have QuickBooks. Yeah. So yeah, I think there is some kind of hurdle to get over with just that brand recognition of QuickBooks and the Intuit kind of suite of products. But um, we, I mean, so kind of to, to, to hit on your point, I mean, what we, what we generally say is, look, if you're coming to us and you're wanting to move, like you've, you've kind of listened to what, you know, you bought what we're selling, essentially, you listen to our content, or you're uh, in the fold of one of our clients who we've been talking to a long time about moving, um, you already kind of trust what we're saying. And so we're, we're basically just leveraging off of that and saying, listen, if you're coming to us to move to the cloud, you've already kind of put some trust in what we're saying and some credence in that. We think Zero is the better product from a user experience, from a functionality standpoint, from a support perspective. And so trust us on that. And then I know we're going to get into some of the details of why you should trust us on it. And we'll, right. we'll kind of go through probably not line by line, but kind of bullet points. Yeah. Well, let's get started. So like, okay. what's one of the first, I mean, and this is from real world experiences. Yeah. yeah. People that you've actually converted from QuickBooks to Correct. to complete cloud. Yeah, they've almost zero. always been QuickBooks desktop. And I would what I would say is um, the first thing people love is the bank feeds and the bank reconciliation process. So let's dive into that a little bit. So zero, like QuickBooks, will connect to your bank accounts. And what that means is zero will pull the data in. Even more like detailed would be the transactions, they're in the file, or I say file, There's no, it's a web browser, but they're waiting for you to reconcile and or code them or deal with them. Mm-hmm. So 
if you hadn't experienced that with a desktop software, then that immediately is already a win. Like, cause if you, if you've experienced the days of having to like input my transactions, you've heard people say I'm doing my taxes. Yeah. What that means is they're going through their bank statements and putting right. in their software or putting in a spreadsheet. Like if the data is queued up for you because you've got a live bank connection, you're already a win. But the reason we like it better in zero is because you reconcile daily. And so in this real time data kind of world, if every day your bank transactions are feeding in, and in, in, in a quick session, like I know I do the accounting here for us, like reconciling the bank account, which I don't do it daily, but I'll do it every couple of days. Mm-hmm. It literally takes me like three to five minutes. Yeah. And I know at a snapshot what the bank says I have, meaning this is what is cleared the bank and then what my books say, which it would, the difference would be anything that has a float, like an outs- which we don't write many checks, but outstanding checks or, you know, deposits we've gotten that we maybe haven't made yet at the bank. So. My point is, you don't wait till end of month to do bank reconciliation. Right. It's ongoing. You reconcile the bank daily or every couple of days. And so that really is what drew me to zero. That interface, yeah. the way it looks, the way it works, the ability to create rules. And not to get into the weeds, but yep. the cash coding and the uh, it, memori- it, mem- mm-hmm. it remembers Correct. things. So that three to five minutes, I know for me, can even look like 30 seconds. Correct. If it's like, okay, five transactions and all of them have been remembered of how they're supposed to be coded. You're just literally pressing okay, okay, okay. Yeah, zero is is suggesting to you the previous coding. Right. It's like, hey, I know last time you went to this business this We always say Popeyes. Popeyes. Office Depot. Let's say last time you went to Office Depot, you put it to Office Supplies. Do you want to do that again? And so I think another common theme amongst cloud in general is that you if you build your cloud system in, in the right way, you're checking what the machine is telling you versus mm. input. You know what I mean? So right. like you're checking that suggested coding or even take it a step further, bank rules. So in that same example about Office Depot, you could say you could create a rule in zero where you say, if the transaction feeding in my in from my bank has a description or a vendor name that says Office space D, code it to Office Supplies and say we, it, was, it was Office Depot. So again, that would be kind of the okay button just sitting there like zero says, hey, we, we, this rule you have meets, this transaction meets that criteria. Do you want to apply that rule? And you say yes. Yeah. Yeah. So again, think of all the clicks you're saving, all the typing you're saving, and that's just on the bank reconciliation. Yeah. But that's kind of what got me in. When I saw the bank reconciliation and how that works, the data feeding in, and then the collaborative nature we're going to talk about, but that was what kind of got me going at first. Gotcha. Yeah. All right. So what about the basic accounting functions? I mean, that's out of the box. You're you're not missing anything no. that you you need. Yeah. I remember to kind of give you the example, right? There's yeah. I remember we used to use fresh books. I oh, think yeah. they've changed brand names now. No, it's fresh books still. still? Yeah. Okay. Um anyway, we used fresh books and I remember it had like a it would generate a PL. Yeah. It would, we'd keep up with all of our invoices, all of our expenses and everything. And you're just like, yeah, it's not accounting software. And I was like, I don't get it, man. Yeah. It's doing everything we need for It was accounting. reporting. So yeah. what you're hitting on is reporting. Fresh books, in that example, couldn't produce a balance sheet, which is yeah. critical. Yeah. Like when you file your tax returns, as is is any business but a sole proprietorship, you have to report a balance sheet. But anytime you need to get bank fa- financing, they're going to want to set up financial statements. So that was very limiting on the fresh book side. But in zero, the reporting's really good like and i will say this it is it a few years ago it wasn't as great but myself along with a group of people that really kind of work with zero a lot 
have input. And uh, that's starting to, we're starting to see the fruits of that in terms of that reporting is really great. But yeah, any, any report that a business owner wants, any of the customary reports that they want, they've got them. Balance sheet, P&L, cash flow, vendor reports, AR reports. I mean, just you name it, the 1099 reports. But the thing about Zero that I like in terms of reporting is the ability to customize. So you can take a report, move things around, group things, add percentages. I mean, you can really make a report that meets your needs. Maybe there's a KPI or management figure you're trying to look at. You can build a report for that. So, yeah, to answer your question, it's going to have all that in terms of reporting and accounting functions. Yeah. Like your, your, your FreshBooks example is great because if you're thinking this is some second-rate software, I'm going to get in and not have a balance sheet, that's not the case. You're going to have everything you need to run your business. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, and what? so I would say one of the great things that – and one of the things people – one of the great things Zero does and one of the things people struggle with is invoicing and getting paid. So I'll give you an example of this. Like recently we had our one-year anniversary party. We ordered some cups, like logoed cups. Like We got that invoice like a month after the party. And I remember – we, I think it was Quentin who had the contact and they said, yeah, we said, what took y'all so long to invoice this? And like, we were emailing amongst the group, like, man, this is like blood in the water here. Like this is a client we should go after and convert because <laughs> we see it. Like imagine getting paid a month after you render a service, sure. but their point was, well, our accountant's too busy. They couldn't get to it. And we just knew that there's certain functions that they're doing that are super manual that take too much time. And my point is zero invoicing is awesome and you can connect a payment service to it. So We've talked about this in this little series we got going called Cloud 101, but I think that the the metric was or the percentage was when people offer a credit card or ACH, you get paid like 50% faster. Yeah. So zero, you can connect easily. And when I say in-app, meaning in the software, you can connect to Stripe, which is their preferred credit card processor, and then go cardless for ACH. And you can have those both on your invoices. That's when you send an invoice to somebody and they get it on their phone, they could use Google Pay, Apple Pay, like you, you immediately reduce the friction of getting paid mm -hmm. and getting paid quickly. And you can produce those invoices super easy. Yeah. And also when I, I see people that do things either in a desktop software or none, they've got invoices kind of on the side, like in a PDF or Word documents. So at any point in time, they couldn't tell you who owes them, how much they owe, um, how long it's been outstanding without some work to do that. And yeah. so zero is going to have that queued up for you, but it's also going to give you the ability to get paid fast, yeah. which is, you know, in the cash flow sense, it's great. How do you recommend? Cause I still think of like, you know, we're talking about businesses converting. Right. And I mm -hmm. still think of like back in the day, like working for these kind of like oil field service companies yep. where you like walk in and like Barbara in the back is going to cut your check, you right. know, and like. She prints it out. Yeah. And whole, like, what's that look like in zero? In terms of paying vendors? Yeah. Yeah. So you, okay. So just, it, just knowing that would be something that people got to think through of like, okay, yeah. we're going to make this switch. What's that look like? Yeah. So what that looks like is you can do that. So you, if you like that traditional way, you can, you can. Yeah. Help. I'm not endorsing it. I'm just no, thinking no, this is a, you got to cross that bridge. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. No, this is great. I'm going to walk you through what I would, I would walk you through the old way and then I'll get to the new way, which yeah. is how, and let me back up a second. All these things I'm mentioning are things we do internally. So we're pitching all these solutions are things we've already tested sure. and we use. So your example about the payables. Okay. The old way, which you could do in zero client sends you a bill. You get your admin person to key that in, you know, type it in. 
and have it ready. And then you go to the business owner and say, here are the bills. And he says, okay, cut checks for these. You print the check. You slot it across his desk. He write, he signs it. You call the service provider. Hey, your check's ready. Come pick it up or mail it to him. Okay. What I like to do and what we do in Zero is we have all of our vendors. There's a, there's a dedicated email address for payables, accounts payable, bills you owe to vendors. And what, what happens is when you give that dedicated email address, we say, look, this is the way you get paid now. Send your invoice here. What happens is that little dedicated email address, which is an arcane string of characters mm-hmm. that Zero provides, it's unique. They send their invoice there, and it Zero makes a bill for you. So now you've already cut out a step. And then so you get your admin or whoever handles bill payment to just go in there, check that what that the bill that got pulled in, meaning the PDF and zero is looking is reading the PDF and putting things in certain fields for you. And it creates a bill and now it's ready to be paid. Okay, so then you could at that point you could still go the old way if you want to write a check. But what we and what I just make sure be clear because I think I just got this the other day actually. Like it's actually in zero as accounts receivable, accounts payable. Like accounted for and everything yeah. already. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's there. Yeah. Um, it's there. The accounting. Yeah, and I think I skip a lot of steps when I say that. And what people are missing is that the accounting gets done for you a lot of times. Yeah. So that bill is ready. What we do is we connect a payment service. So I'm sure we're going to talk a little bit more about this. But zero, because it's like the hub. You know, and in terms of a back office, it's like the hub, and you would connect other other services like a bill payment service. So for us, that's routable. Routable and zero because they're both cloud-based connect via, and you could probably talk about this more, an API integration, Mm -hmm. which essentially for people that are non-techs is basically those software agree we're going to talk to each other. That's basically what happened. We're going to send data back and forth between. Well, when you send that bill and it gets approved in zero because it's connected to Routable, Routable says, hey, we see this bill sitting in zero. Do you want to pay it? And because we onboard vendors in such a way, we say we only pay you through Routable. We just click pay. So now what happens? They get an ACH. Routable tells zero, hey, take, let's just say it was 200 bucks. Take 200 bucks out of the checking account. Say it's not there. And say that bill is now paid. That's all happening behind the scenes. You don't even, you don't do any of that. Yeah. And then Routable paid sends them $200 with ACH. That's right. Gotcha. In a day or two. Like, it's great. And then you could set, I mean, you could think this through. You could set approval levels and routable to say, like for us, Stephanie, who I would, you know, is more or less our operations manager, um, has approval to pay bills under a certain threshold, but bills over a certain threshold requires a two, not two factor, but a a second authority, which Mm -hmm. is me. Mm -hmm. And so I get, it's great. I get an email. It says, hey, this bill is ready to be paid. It needs your approval. And now Routable has gotten so good, they've, yeah. they've got an email integration that says you can just reply approved and we mm-hmm. send the bill. Like I used to have to click into Routable and click a button that says yeah. approved. So, now I'm smiling because I'm part of this organization right now where I have to – I won't go into details. Yeah. But basically, I'm like a, a signer. And like I get a stack of checks that I have to uh-huh. sign. Yeah. I'm just like, ah, oh, this could be – Imagine if you just click. Imagine you just uh, responded approved, yeah, like seven yeah. times, like approved, right. approved, yeah. approved, and then it was yeah. done, and you went about yeah. your day. And, yeah. you and knew- I'm one of many. And yeah, so we're just like we're often just like hunted down. It's like, oh, they already did it. Can you do it? You know, <laughs> and it's like, oh, this could be just an email. Oh no, it's great, man. Um, 
like we've and we've implemented that we implemented that here, but we're looking at other, you know, like clients, like, is this a pain point getting bills paid? Mm-hmm. Um, and certain times, I think another threshold for a lot of people is kind of the, well, we've been doing it this way. It's not a big deal. Yeah. And I, I what I, this is what I tell people in terms of the cloud and the savings of time. I say this because they'll say, well, so-and-so that's their job. And I say, great, but here's what we're going to do. Let's just say that that part of their job takes 12 to 15 hours a week. Why don't we automate it now that it takes two or three hours a week? And that 10 hours you've saved, don't don't cut their hours because I know what you're getting at. You're right. Why don't you repurpose that person into a more value-added role? Because internally, paying your bills is not val- – there's no value there if it can be done better, cheaper, faster with a software. But what could be value is you take those 10 hours and say, now I want you client-facing or customer-facing – what if you were a client success person? I don't know what business you're in, but let's just say it's dealing with customers and they need feedback from you or they need, yeah. there's a give and take. How about that person for the 10 hours a week reaching out to customers? Hey, how's the product going? How did you like it? Is there anything we could do better? Can I connect with anybody? Are you having any problems? Like that's what start. that's my mind shift about cloud. It's letting me, the task I can automate, what do I do at the time? I'd use it more client facing in service. Yeah. And I think that's what people need to think about. Like these old, you mentioned oil field. You see this a lot. These old jobs for people that have never changed in 20 years. And now people get reluctant to use the tech because they think it's going to get rid of so-and-so. Yeah. And I would say, no, just use it to enhance your organization. Repurpose yeah. that person. Sure. Yeah. And there's a give and take there there's too. There's a give and take for sure. Yeah. You know, I mean, I think if you're, yeah, it's a tough thing. Yeah. But it's a reality. But it is. Yeah. yeah, and I mean, if you don't do it, somebody else will. Sure. I promise you. Somebody else is going to run a more lean kind of startup business. Yeah, not somebody will. They are. They are. I mean, that's why the software exists. Uh, exactly. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. 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 Um, yeah, what are some other things people need to know, you know, before they're – if they're just – you know, you're – I think – it's a good time of year. People are always yeah. like kicking up the art. Right, what are we going to do next year? It's, you yeah. know, everybody's kind of looking back at the year, things they accomplished, didn't accomplish, right. you know, yeah, swearing to themselves they'll never do never. things again. Correct. You know, are you one of those? <laughs> yeah, I could, that's why I'm, it's, it's, it feels real. Yeah, you know? <laughs> <laughs> this re- this episode is resonating yeah. with yeah. you. No, I would say payroll. Okay, so zero doesn't do payroll. So if we if we contrast QuickBooks and zero, zero doesn't do payroll. QuickBooks does. Um, and we could have a whole episode on QuickBooks payroll. I mean, it was recently about a month or two ago where thousands, maybe millions of people didn't get paid. They just dropped the ball on that. Oof. Oh, terrible. And, and so zero partners with a software, again, through an API integration called Gusto. It's their preferred payroll provider. Okay. What I like about zero not doing everything, and I'll contrast it with Intuit, who owns QuickBooks, trying to do everything, is that mm. when you try to do everything, you can't do them all well. Gusto, who Zero's partner with, does payroll all day, every day. That's all they care about. Mm -hmm. Eat, drink, sleep, payroll. When you connect with Gusto, Gusto offers what's called, like if you, like let's just say you have five people on salary and then you get paid the same amount. Gusto offers um, autopilot. I told this to, they were like, wait, what? You basically set up people and you say run payroll, and until you have a change, it just runs in the background. Every payday they get paid, you do nothing. Yeah, that's how I mean, That's how yours was right. or is. Yeah. You get an email, hey, we're going to run payroll in two days. You good with that? Yeah. Make a change now. If not, 
Yeah. I think they even say sit back and relax is their terminology in the Yeah, email. if I can be honest, I've archived the emails. Like yeah. I get the email notifications yeah. and I've just routed them because I don't yeah. – like at first I was like, oh, what's this? I need to read right. it. I'm like, no, it's just every week they tell me, yeah, there's nothing to do. Your payroll's on its way or whatever. It's awesome. You know? Yeah. So, so and my point in that is Gusto – because they, they're all things payroll are mm-hmm. looking to make it better, faster, yeah. more efficient. Gusto then also pays all your payroll, meaning they draft the, on payroll day. They take the money from you for your employees' direct deposits and the yeah. taxes. They pay that for you, and then they file all the quarterly and annual payroll tax returns. Yeah. And I think you need to confirm this, too. We've talked a lot about Gusto in the past, but I think, again, if you're in that mentality of like – can this thing handle everything we're dealing with? Right. And you're probably, I mean, the five salary employees is just enough, like, to where there's always some kind of little payroll thing right. where, like, somebody's getting time, whatever the right. deal is, right? When you're managing people yeah. you, and and their payroll, there's little hiccups along the way. Right. Gusto can handle all of that. Gusto's not, amazing. Like, yeah, there's not anything, if not better, and you have more access to that stuff. So kind of what I started with saying with Gusto, because they are all things payroll, all they do is innovate in the payroll space. Yeah. <clears throat> Excuse me. They all obviously time off policies. They offer employee manuals. They offer now onboarding employees with, with apps. Like you can go through them to onboard them to Microsoft Office and all your mm-hmm. different apps. Like they... I mean, it's amazing. Like yeah. the stuff they do, they offer now. Work, I've got a client um, that we we do workers' comp insurance through them. So just a quick aside, workers' comp insurance is one of those things where it's based on your payroll. And let's just say you're growing, and your your premium was set based on the payroll from the previous year. But what happens if you grow during the year? Well, what happens is at the end of the year they audit you and they say, "Oh, your payroll is thirty percent more than you said it would be." Here's an audit adjustment, five thousand dollar bill. Gusto smartly works with a a, a workers comp insurance and says because we have your payroll data we're going to change your premium throughout the year based on the payroll so you never get an audit adjustment that is awesome like if you've ever why the audit is set up that way that seems so malicious it's ridiculous because it's a that's the system it's here's tell us what your payroll is going to be we tell you what your premium is and then we come back and say "Ooh, your payroll was 20 percent higher we got to charge you yeah but what if you never if you've been on this on you've been on that side of that that's not fun because you don't if you're growing you just don't think about this stuff so you set up with gusto your premium is not a level premium. It changes right. based on payroll because it's real time. So I'm not going to get too much into that, but that's because Gusto wants to solve all things payroll. Yeah. They do now 401k. They do a health reimbursement arrangement. Mm-hmm. I mean, Gusto cash out, yeah. let your employees get money before payroll advance. Yeah. I mean, awesome stuff. But the point yeah. is zero doesn't do it. And I think the reason is because Gusto does it so well. They said, look, let's turn it over to these guys. And I'll even say this. You could be in zero looking at your payroll data that has funneled in from Gusto. Mm-hmm. And there's a button that says go to Gusto. You just click in zero and it brings you to that payroll in Gusto. Yeah. They make it seamless. I think this is a good place to, to kind of the last point is the zero ecosystem. Yeah. And what I like about it is there's, there's some safety and freedom in a business that's growing in the sort of – Zero is not decentralized in the sense of like, okay, I mean, it's a real hub yeah. and it does a lot. But the fact that like you're not going to be 10 years into zero and be like, oh, that we can't move because we just have all this infrastructure just Correct. like tangled into yeah. zero. Because like, yeah, right now it's routable. But in 10 yeah. years when we're like, I don't know, 
waving a certain way and it magically pays people or whatever the new technology, you know, crypto funnel, whatever the deal is. You're not like, ah, we still got to do the zero thing because, you know what I mean? It's like, no, we swapped out. Now we've got... Dude, that's a great point. You know what I mean? So, like, I I feel like you've got just enough of the solid accounting that you're compliant, you get the reporting you need, but you're not trapped in this, like, system that is going to look like what we're talking about in 10 years of, like... You know, the thing that was probably innovative one day, the fact that, oh, man, we're printing checks. Like, wow, that's so efficient. Absolutely. You know, but now it's a joke. Yeah, but it's true. But it's a good point you're making is that zero, because, again, these are these are all cloud based software, which means you never download the latest version. You have the latest version at all. There's no I told this to somebody calling me recently who was looking to move from Sage and I was mentioning all things. She was like, wait, I can't wrap my head around the fact that I don't download anything and install anything. I'm like, no. You just go to zero.com. It's a web browser. Yeah. They always have the latest version. And to your point, yes, Zero's always making their core product better, but they know what they are. And in this day and age, when apps are the thing, there's an app for Zero. I think in the app marketplace is a thousand connected apps. Mm-hmm. Zero vets them out on the security side, right? Makes it you, you need to play nice with us. We need to make sure your security is up to par with mm-hmm. ours. But to that, to the extent you are, Hell yeah, we'll let you connect because you do this small. I mean, like think about anything you could think about. Like you might be a caterer. There's catering software. You might be a bridal uh, um, wedding planner. There's wedding pl- like specific like, right, right. and then it sends the data into zero to do the accounting. Like so, you could be client facing with one software. Like HoneyBook mm-hmm. is a great example. Like we use them for a, a caterer, and then it. And it, everything's done through HoneyBook, but it sinks into zero and does what you need. But to your point, yes, zero is going to keep making their core product better, all while saying we don't do catering as, be- mm-hmm. as well as a catering-only software is going to do it. Right. Let them connect to us. Yeah, for sure. And then you can inter- swap them out later. Yeah. yeah. I think that's a great place to end it. Um, yeah, so if you're thinking about making the switch, you know what? I do want to bring this last thing right. up. Usually it's you that is extended. <laughs> I'm surprised. You're yeah. usually pretty disciplined. Well, we talked about this the other day, I thought, in here, just not in the podcast. But I do think you need to speak to um, the security yeah. and kind of like – I hate to end on a negative note, but like what's the the worst case scenario and how you you know ways to, you know, to, pre- to prevent that. Because I do think that's an issue, you know what I mean? Correct. Every, 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 you know, company out there is going to have the IT guy that's like, oh, I, I know them, I, I've yeah. worked with them, you know, they're like, I don't know. I don't you trust know? the cloud. I don't yeah. trust. Yeah, I get it. Um, so security-wise, I I think what I do is, I mean, look, Zero's got all their security protocol shown on their website. And I, I think the certification, I don't remember, don't quote me on this, is what it's called AICPA SOC2. AICPA being the uh, professional body for CPAs. SOC2 is a certification they give a stamp of approval says basically they, they protect your data. But with any of these apps, yes, by all means, you need to look at their security. I'm not vouching for them. Yeah. Zero, I can because I've used it. I mean, I. I mean, yeah. obviously, I can't say they won't have a data breach, but yeah. I think it's highly unlikely. Yeah. They're highly motivated to protect your data. Yeah. But what could they? What could you do? What you could do is there's an ability to download all of your data, and you can do that. Mm-hmm. So, like, if you want, you call it a ledger. It's, it's a, a general a, ledger. A general ledger, yeah. meaning like you could take that worst case scenario. Worst case scenario. You can take that. Mm-hmm. The data's yours. You could use that to yeah. do your tax. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, that'd be like, a best practice would be you might want to download your general ledger once a week. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, because it is a cloud-based. So it's not like creating a backup of QuickBooks, which a lot of people have done and used to. It's going to be more like that kind of downloads and exports. Mm-hmm. Um, and even as I'm saying that, I know QuickBooks Online has recently partnered with somebody who lets you like back up the cloud file. So I'm sure Zero has an integration with somebody that does it. I just uh, I don't know it off the top of my head. Yeah. But yeah, that's that would be the best practice would be to download your data. Yeah. And Zero is not an open platform in the sense of like the best way I can translate is like you know if you've ever added like a um, an app or what connected an app to Facebook yeah and you know how they give you the little pop up like hey this, oh, yeah. you're giving them permission to post on your behalf or like like thing or whatever yeah. and you can like limit that most of the apps you connect with on zero they've been vetted yeah you know what I mean so like zero is not going to just let some app. I give access to your bank account Correct. or whatever. So you, you don't need to be worried about that, yeah. but also just understand the difference. Like, Oh, this is a reporting application yeah. that makes my, my reports look cool and merges them with my inventory or whatever. That's yep. read only. Whereas <laughs> right. like Gusto has access to your, your bank account, but they've been vetted and it's, and you've d- granted them exactly. access. Exactly. Right, so, right. Yeah. So you, you haven't indirectly. So to your point, you haven't indirectly granted Gusto access to your bank account that would be an overt request. Like yeah. Gusto to process payroll says, hey, yeah. I need you to verify this and put in a bank account. Yeah, so I can, no, it's yeah. very intense. I'm not giving the impression Correct. that you just slip into that. But no, but it's a good point though. You, there's no indirect like, oh crap, by adding so-and-so and, and zero's connected exactly. to my bank account that the, you know, by, by um, yeah. transit of property, now yeah. they have access to my bank account. Right. No, yeah, it's not don't. like that. Correct. So, yeah. That's a good point. Anyway, those are just some disclaimers because I just was trying to think of other hurdles, people, questions people would have before making the switch. Right. Um, yeah, so I think that is the, where we'll end it for for, for real this time. <laughs> for real. Um, All right. So, yeah, I hope that's uh, hope that's giving you the information you need to make the switch to zero. Uh, if you're if it's a big goal of yours and you didn't get it done in 2021. 2022 it's gonna be your year that's right <laughs> um all right well always go to mirror.group check out other episodes there and you can reach out to marcus as well um and certainly that'd be a great person to reach out to if you're looking to make this conversion and get into the weeds on that yep. so all right see you next time see you